Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. So I've got Casper Schultz here, who is co-founder of Innovative Medicine. And uh, they've been around for a while doing all sorts of innovative things in medicine, which we'll get into. But now they also have their first product, which is called Navidem, which is a nootropic, which we'll talk about as well. Casper, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you, Ari. Really pleased to be here. So what got you, how did Innovative Medicine start? What, what prompted that journey? Yeah, the story really starts um, uh, a long time ago because uh, when, when I was growing up, I had my father was a doctor and he started off as an anesthesiologist and in surgery. And then over the years, as, as I was a little kid, started to get into more alternative pieces. He was a little bit frustrated with the results he saw in conventional medicine and patients coming back. So he started to travel the world and I was fortunate enough to travel around with him and see a lot of different uh, medical modalities, going to China to learn acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, going throughout Europe to learn more advanced laser technology and pulse electromagnetic field things, going into the Amazon to learn about shamanistic medicine. So he really wanted to get a good array of things um, and then clinically apply them at his medical center. And when I was graduating college at the time, I, was, uh, I actually went into finance at first and I was a financial analyst. Um, but wasn't too thrilled with it. Uh, wasn't what it was cut out to be. The whole Wall Street kind of uh, movement wasn't to, for me. And I, I kind of had this opportunity where my co-founder, who was in medical school at the time and also wasn't too thrilled, said, hey, listen, I went to your father and he really helped me with something here. And, and he did it in such a unique way. And I feel like people don't know about this enough that there are other options besides just this conventional or just alternative. There is this kind of mix where you're using the best of everything and personalizing it. And I think we should do something about it. And I kind of said, all right, you know, what do I have to lose? And, and that's how innovative medicine really started. So, I mean, that's, that's very uh, forward thinking of your father to do that. When, when was this? Like what, what decade was this? Yeah, this was this started in the 80s. So, you know, going back to even then, he was one of the first to do spinal epidurals, multiple ones. He was always trying to be cutting edge in a sense. He loved what he did. He knew he wanted to be a doctor since he was a little kid um, and really wanted to help people. And I think it was that constant drive to keep trying to help people. He felt frustrated, as he said, as to the limitations of what he was seeing where patients were coming back. And they would help their problems, but then they'd be back and they'd keep doing this dance. And he really wanted to do something more. So he just kind of went on a journey. And that journey has been going ever since. We still travel together all over the world and look at what's new out there, what's cutting edge, what works, what doesn't. And we applied ourselves and see, is it viable? So I, I think also what you said there is very important that he liked to integrate the two of them uh, be, and you know why not use all the tools we have? Because a lot of times integrative medicine is actually not that integrative in my experience. You see people who they, it's either East or West, you know, and they don't, there's not really a good mix a lot of times. There certainly are practitioners who do, but I, I think that's an important thing to point out. Absolutely. Um, you're hundred percent right. And I, I do think I, I get this question a lot is what is integrative medicine? I think anyone you ask that to in integrative medicine would give you a different answer, meaning there's no unified answer. But 
I think from, uh, you know, the most basic level, integrative medicine is about integrating all options and selecting the best ones for the patient that get them healed and better as quickly as possible with the least side effects. So when you're dealing with, uh, you know, someone in integrative medicine that just came out of conventional and is adding a little nutrition, then you're still missing out on a whole plethora of this spectrum, which includes psychological, emotional, natural techniques, uh, um, all sorts of different aspects of it. And that's where we came in and said, listen, we want to get our toolkit as filled as possible with viable therapeutic options here. And that's why it took, I would say, about 20 years of traveling the world, trying it out, executing it, seeing what's possible, throwing things into that toolkit, taking them out sometimes because you found something better out there that can replace it, and still be able to streamline it. We realize that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of different options to heal that that have some sort of efficacy, some science involved to it and everything. But it, you don't want it to become cumbersome where you can only see one patient a day because you have so many tools and you're just trying it out and guessing on them. So that's another aspect of what we were able to do is streamline it, personalize it, see multiple patients, but offer them a plethora of different therapeutic options that get to the source. So I know that this is like a, this is going to be a difficult question in some ways, but what, what are some of the more innovative things that you've encountered that you've integrated into the work that you do that that a lot of people, at least in America or in the in the Western world, are not that familiar with using. Yeah, I think a lot of the energy practices that you know encapsulate you know the acupuncture and and then looking at things through chakras and everything. I think that's um, not been really utilized or understood at all, and not been implemented along with conventional at all. You'll see a lot of physical modalities, and we've do, done advanced laser therapies for pain management and pulse electromagnetic field therapy and all sorts of you know technologically driven computer systems, but they all have somewhat limitations in that they're man-made sort of uh, pieces and, and you know kind of hone in on one little aspect of health, whereas energy is, is, is a big piece, and there are a lot of new therapies out there coming out of Europe otherwise that have really advanced, I think, what has been done already thousands of years ago in China, India, and elsewhere, and are able to streamline it. You have engineers now looking at these systems and saying, all right, how can we actually implement technology and not use needles in certain points, but actual stimulators at certain frequencies that can you know, go into the energy systems of the body and do a more effective job and do it for a longer period of time and really show that there is a downstream biological effect because of it. So those are some of the systems I think we've seen that are, are a little bit um, not used as much by integrated practitioners, not understood as much, but actually play a pretty pivotal role in the overall treatment. I'm not going to say that any energy kind of system or any treatment is the end game and that's it. That's all you're going to need. But in a integrated program of treatment, it may show up for the patient that that's that one missing piece, that that is the, the piece that will get you over the hump from this chronic disease. Yeah, I know. And, I, and I, I, I totally get that. And so are there and also, I think that generally speaking, a lot of Eastern medicine does look at sort of maintaining, you know, balance in life and stuff. And it's never it's not always it's rarely actually about treating sort of the acute condition. So what are some things that you have sort of in your daily practice, your daily life that you've taken from these learnings? 
I think a big part of it is that, uh, you know, you are generally responsible for your health, of course. Um, Genes play a portion of that. There are predispositions to everything. But um, so many of your actions play a role in where you are in your state of health. And I think uh, we like to focus in on diet and the physical side and exercise, which are really important. Don't get me wrong. Those are vital pieces. But we forget about those kind of mental aspects, how much we stress the thoughts we have throughout the day. And those are really critical, too. Um, you know, we actually put together a program for patients who are getting over the treatment, now ending the treatment and how to prevent disease from happening again and how to go on with their lives in a very kind of natural way and, and really prevent anything from happening in the future. And what we noticed is a lot of them lacked purpose afterwards. They've been dealing with these diseases for a long time. It became part of their identity in a way that they were almost a victim of their condition and um, that that's all they focused on. They didn't have a job or anything. They were just dealing with this disease. And when they started to get healthy, they almost lost that identity and they didn't know where to go to. So I think a large part of you know staying healthy is having a purpose, having goals, having a mission in your life to do something that's, that's bigger than you. And so we wanted to kind of instill that in a lot of our patients and you know, the, the results have been great so far because when you get a patient getting healthy and they're kind of a little bit feeling better, they have their vitality back. The last thing you want to do is, is kind of leave them in a situation. Well, well, what's next? I feel a little bit lost now. I'm healthy, but what do I do with this healthy body, mind, spirit, everything? And, you know, we've seen that those that have embraced this idea of, all right, what's my purpose now? Where, where do I go from here? Sure, I've been out of the workforce for a long time, but that shouldn't hold me back. And you've seen so many people become advocates, become speakers, become life coaches, become wellness coaches, getting involved in different ways, start companies that are, you know, about the certain disease they were afflicted with. And I think that's that's an amazing portion of it. So I think so much of it is, of course, there's this physicality, there's diet, there's taking care of yourself. But there's also this kind of mental game to it of, you know, what can I do to bring about more purpose, more enjoyment in my life, um, uh, really be truly happy with where I am and what I'm doing. And I think that's a kind of, you know, that's one of the pieces there that, that is missing for a lot of people that they sometimes slip back and reverse into a disease state, even though the treatment was successful. Yeah. And, and we certainly see that. And I mean, I, I'm not sure actually how much you know about my background, but I, I had Crohn's disease and suffered very badly for a few years. And uh, diet and supplements and fitness were definitely a part of it, but stress management, I think, is the was, yeah. the, was the silver bullet in a lot of ways for me. So I, I get that. I totally get it. So Navidem, what brought you to decide to create your first product and have it be a nootropic? Yeah, it was a long time in the making. You know, um, uh, my father was involved in it. He's always a researcher and experimenter and kind of a, the mad scientist been dealing with so much. And he has such a clinical background with so many different types of ingredients and then, uh, you know, different types of therapies that it, it took us a while first off to pick what would it be, right? Would it be something for detox? Would it be something for, you know, liver, heart, lungs or you know, we are looking more at organ-based rather than symptom-based, trying to um, really optimize these organs so symptoms don't occur. And what we realized from our clinical background and the patients that were coming in with a variety, everything from just simple allergies to stage four cancer, is that um, one of the main organs that was impacted and affected was the brain. 
And that aspect of it, as long as the brain was not functioning, even if you had some like lung cancer and it was affecting the brain, you had depression, you had loss of memory and this brain fog, cognitive dysfunction, um, that was going to always be a, a huge hindrance to any therapy, even if you completely healed other areas. The brain is, is also one of those things I think every single disease touches, whether it does it, um, you know, through actually uh, infection in the brain or through the detriment and suffering over time that brings you into a negative state and gives you these depressive thoughts. So when we kind of keyed in and said, listen, I, I, we truly believe that, you know, helping the brain function better is of significant importance in almost every single patient. And then you keep looking beyond the patient basis and say, all right, society as a whole, we are in a state where our brains are constantly under pressure these days. This isn't like how it was 50 years ago. We have social media, we have, you know, advertisements, you're being hit with so much and it's almost like sensory overload. Um, and the brain is be becoming depleted in a sense. And, and in many ways, that is impacting how you think, how you rationalize, and how the rest of the body works. The brain is the CPU. It controls all your actions in your body so and everything you think. So when we put it in that you know, way and really looked at it, we said, let's, let's hone in on this. Let's hone in on a supplement, uh, a, a nutraceutical that can really impact the brain in the right way. We saw what everyone else was doing, and so many people are looking at kind of the quick, acute way of doing it, a stimulation to the brain, you know, get it going, and then you'll kind of crash, but you got to keep doing that, kind of stimulating the brain, but it's not doing it, it's on its own. You're relying on something to do that, whether that be caffeine or certain nutrients. We said, let's do it in a long-term way, the same way we approach a patient in giving them a key nutrient so that the brain can produce its own energy, so that the brain can then optimize, regenerate on its own, basically, and give you this long-term effect that will keep it in a prime state. So that's really how this all started with Nadveem and, and trying to really understand, well, here we are with our first opportunity. It's kind of carte blanche for us right now. Where are we going to go to? Well, what organ is more important than the brain? What kind of, you know, what person doesn't have some sort of brain, whether it be some depressive mood, a brain fog, just, you know, being tired in the day and that's mental exhaustion. I think we all kind of suffer that on top of the patients that really do suffer from that as well. So that's why we turn to the brain anatomy. And so, you know, we see I've, I've tested a lot in tropics. I've seen many, and uh, there's one thing particularly that I see that is unique in Navidem. So what made you choose cat's claw as one of the elements? Because, and, and, and before you answer, cat's claw is personal to me because I think it was one of the key supplements that helped me with my Crohn's disease. Uh, it's a smooth muscle relaxant. Mm -hmm. People don't know it's a bark of a Amazon tree. I, I was never aware of any nootropic benefits to it. So please share. Yeah, yeah, no, cat's claw is one of those things that that it's it's a pretty interesting ingredient. And alone, we didn't want to look at any one ingredient alone. So there are eight key ingredients in Natabeam, and each one is really about synergy. It's about how is it going to make more than the sum of its parts and really impact the brain. And cat's claw is one of those things, like you said, it's it's anti-inflammatory, has a lot of history in, in Peruvian and kind of Amazonian folklore and so many different things from digestion and everything, but it also has this ability, and we've seen, and there's new studies on it, on memory enhancing, cognitive functioning, um, inflammation in the brain as well to reduce that. 
Um, so from that perspective, when we when we combined it with other ingredients, and we really did test this over almost two years, we tested what ingredients would and, and in the, what ratios with what other ingredients would have the most effectiveness, highest bioavailability, and be the safest. And, you know, almost looking at how can we bring the quantity down, meaning we don't have, you know, thousands of milligrams of this stuff to try and impact, but bring it down, but be just as effective and get it where it needs to go. And cat's claw was one of those that that really worked well with the Bacopa. That's a proprietary yeah. blend of the Bacopa, which is all, you know, probably more well-known as a nootropic. Um, but the cat's claw and Bacopa, along with some of the other ingredients that you probably wouldn't even think of, but when we started actually looking at the clinical research, it started to show that there are links there of all these things working together, whether it's the glycine, whether it's the magnesium with it as well in a certain ratio. That was really important to actually working all together on the brain, improving cognitive function, getting those neurons you know, to really blast off and, and getting things going and getting that energy going. So it, it all works together. And, and you know, the two herbs that we used in this, and this is something, you know, we studied on, and then my father has a long history of studying uh, Peruvian herbs, was was that cat's claw was this one vital ingredient in it to actually working. And at first, it was a little bit surprising because there are other nootropic botanicals out there that are more well known for, uh, you know, really um, going into the brain and, and doing great things. But um, it just so showed to us that that cat's claw in the ratios that it is, is truly effective at impacting the brain, improving cognitive functioning, and uh, really getting everything uh, primed up there. Uh, so have you done like cognitive testing before and after kind of stuff to see what the effects of these have been? We've done a lot of clinical research in the, what we wanted to do is get the experience of patients and doctors working with tough neurological cases. So before this ever went out to the public, what we did for about eight months or so was get this into the hands of physicians who work with tough neurological cases. And we wanted to see what their experiences was and collect some of that clinical data out of there. And what we saw was really a, a great improvement. Uh, we just had a doctor who finished up, you know, on 25 initial patients that basically stated to us that, you know, within two to three weeks, we started to see improvement. And this is, you know, he said he used it on Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, post-Lyme patients, uh, mold inflammatory response patients. He's now actually moving over to chronic fatigue patients because he knows the NAD plus CoQ10 recently had some studies that show it's really involved in mitochondrial ATP production. Um, and, you know, it was those kind of experiences of the physicians working and the clinical response of the patients to it that showed us, all right, we're onto something here. You know, we, we tested it in a small sample size. Let's test it in a bigger sample size. And we didn't want to just test it on, you know, patients who are or people who are already in a healthy state. We wanted to go to, all right, let's go for really tough cases and kind of prove it, right? Put our mouth money where our mouth is here and, and go for some of the toughest neurological cases where there aren't too many, um, uh, you know, natural sort of uh, options for these patients that would have such a response. But, you know, most of the doctors we're speaking to are thrilled with it. The patients are reacting to it. Um, uh, you know, they, they've said, you know, people with Parkinson's are showing better, less tremors, better finger to nose uh, testing. So and this is only after, you know, four to eight weeks right now with some of these doctors. And for our center alone, we've been using this for eight months and almost every single patient that comes through there, they're being tested to see it's compatible and it's showing up. 
and they're having a great response in uh, neurodegenerative diseases. And, you know, is this the kind of thing that you suggest people just take on a daily basis as part of a maintenance routine? We do. This is one of those things that builds up uh, accumulatively over time. So NAD plus, it is this golden peptide. This, you know, it's been called the fountain of youth. Uh, you know, so much research is going into it right now about what it does. Every single cell needs it. It's basically the energy carrying the mitochondria there. It's, it's so useful. And, um, you know, that builds up over time. Uh, NAD, of course, is diminished and deplenished over time as well because of things like stress, alcohol, diet, inflammation. We know that now. And now more than ever, studies have shown that NAD levels as we age really just drops down. And that, they believe, is one of the factors that's causing a lot of neurological conditions in our baby boomers and uh, elderly population. So, and NAD is not one of those things where you just, you know, plug it in and, you know, we've done IV NADs and it takes time to build up, to replenish basically. So in some ways, there, there are two aspects to it. For those who are already in a NAD deficient state, which is most people actually, because we just don't live in a bubble anymore. We do live in a stressful environment. We do live where there's a lot of toxicity in our food supplies and everywhere else. And that's going to deplete our, our NAD levels. Um, that's to replenish. But the other aspect of this is pre-plenishing, uh, you know, getting it in there and keeping it at a high level because you will have stress along the way. You will have these things that depleted along the way. So it, it, we wanted to go in on both levels and say, all right, let's pre-plenish for those and almost in a preventive way, look at it so that things do not occur that may and also replenish it. And that takes time. And that's something you could use for, you know, every day, basically. So this is a daily supplementation with long-term, uh, you know, um, no habit forming. And we want people to use it in a way to really optimize the way their brains work. So what is, what does innovative medicine look like as a company? Like how, what's the team like, like, how are you guys, how are you guys growing? You know, what's sort of, what's next? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. You know, innovative medicine is, is, was first built on this idea, right. Of, of a total new approach to medicine, to healing, to, to, to really, um, uh, changing the paradigm as we say, not from a diagnosis, symptom management, but more to an underlying cause, personalized, comprehensive way to get you back to health and help you self-heal, self-manage yourself so that you don't have to consistently rely on medication or other things that your body could do what it does best, which is actually heal and, and, and keep you in a healthy state. Um, but it's, it's really expanded since then. We have our medical clinic. That's probably the fastest growing sector of our business right now. We just expanded it. Uh, into a new location on Long Island so we could see more and meet the demand of patients that are coming around the world with really tough conditions and seeing great results. Um, we're expanding some of the educational things for other doctors. Uh, we want this to spread. We don't want to just hold on to it and kind of, you know, um, uh, savor it just for ourselves. We want other doctors to, to come in and use this as an art form, as, as a template for, uh, you know, the type of results they could get. We're also looking at this first product, Nativeem, is just the first. You know, what, what went into it was an arduous process and, you know, finding quality uh, manufacturers, quality sources. You know, we understand quality, you know, result, determines results here. In medicine, there, there's no way around that. Um, and we want to continue on, not just with the brain, but with other organs, with other conditions, other issues, 
So that's that's another one. We have this kind of research and development now where as soon as Natabeam was created, we did the feasibility. We know we could produce it. Uh, we know it works now. Let's let's continue on. So, you know, we're, we're, we're spread out a little bit and uh, but all focused on the same thing, focused on the same goal. And it's it's really an exciting time. It's a busy time now that we launched this and we have the center going. We'd love to open up other centers as well under our, uh, you know, um, uh, basically innovative medicine brand name and and continue because we know that so many people can benefit from this. Uh, we've seen what it's done over the last decade and we see that it continues to be something that people are seeking out. Um, and, and that's that's the you know, one of the biggest things here. We're, we're here to help people. We're here to give them an option that maybe they didn't know they had previously and uh, try and get them on that right track. And I think everything we're doing here, whether it's the education simply through our corporate side of just letting you know this exists or the clinical side where you're actually applying this type of medicine or the whole nutraceutical side, I would say, is, is just a representation of it. The way we went about it, the way we were looking at it and testing things in a bioenergetic manner and, you know, trying to really optimize it in a way that mm, I don't think any other company has created a supplement in this way, in this manner. So, so that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a really exciting time. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a large, large uh, mission for us uh, to change medicine, to get people, I think, to think differently is one of the hardest things and not just say, okay, I have a diagnosis. What would you do for me? That's not how we approach things. You know, everyone's different. We could have twins in there with the same diagnosis and they may get completely different treatment programs uh, because you're looking at root causes and then not just the symptomology or just the biochemical kind of lab analysis of that. So it's a, it's a really exciting time. The company is definitely growing. I, I think we're utilizing, um, uh, you know, lots of different sources and outsourcing things to, to experts so that we don't become encumbered. Um, uh, we're, we're trying to be smart about it, of course, automate so many different pieces of it now and find the right people to fit in and just do it um, as, as well as they could and allow us to grow and allow us to focus on keeping the quality high while we grow. That's a big thing. We don't want to just franchise, put people in, keep growing at a you know unsustainable rate and lose some of that quality. We really do believe that it, it is the quality. It is the attention. It's the time we spend with patients, the time we spend educating people that makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, and it's very exciting. It's very, very exciting. So uh, the last question I always like to ask in these interviews is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Well, I mean, I, I got to self-promote here. So take Nadavim, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think that there's to be effective, you, you need, I think, three key ingredients there. Um, being effective, you, you need a goal. First off, you need to know where you're going. Uh, you know, so many people want to be effective and are just scattered around and they're working those like 18 hour days I see and running themselves into the ground. But it's kind of like they're running in circles. And I, I've talked to so many people. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. That's great. But you're, you're just going to run in circles or just be pushing four boulders up at the same time. As soon as you let go one, it rolls down a little and you push the other one up and that rolls down after you let it go. So I think having a, a focused goal plan and a true passion and something you love and focusing in on one thing at a time is really critical. It's not the multitasking game. It's focus in, get it done, get it done right. Make sure you have a high quality, uh, you know, uh, goal and then kind of approach to it. Um, number two is, is the opposite. I think of what I just said is, is rest is restoration. You know, we push ourselves so hard and we forget that if we're not primed ourselves, the quality goes down of work, the more time you're going to have to put in, 
the less you're going to be there. We really like to focus in on that regeneration piece. We know when a patient's going through a treatment program, like take it slow, you know, don't stress, you know, sleep more, rest more, rest the right way. As you eat things, allow it to kind of, you know, sit in, allow your digestion to happen and, and allow your body to kind of take it a little bit easy. You see that now at the changing of the season too. You're seeing a lot of people getting sick. It's, you know, changing from summer into quickly winter because at least in New York, we don't have really, you know, a long fall here. And that's a really integral piece that, that we've really focused in on is the chronobiology of life, right? The, the polarity. That if you're going to exert, exert a lot of, uh, you know, effort, time, work, then you need to refocus also on that regeneration and that rest period too. And I think that's a big part of productivity. I know that Ariana Huffington, all these people are talking about sleep, but it goes beyond that. I think it's also just taking time throughout the day to meditate, to do breathing exercises, to allow your mind to just rest for a second and kind of replenish itself again. And I do think that third piece is, you know, looking at supplementation. I'm not going to just pitch Nativine here because it's not the only product we use at our center, of course. There's so many great products out there depending on who you are and what your problems are, whether they're hormonal, this, that. Um, but it's, it's to be aware that you, we are under somewhat of an attack by many different forces out there, many different stressors. And that's not just your natural, I'm going to say like toxins, environmental in the food supply or air or, you know, um, uh, just stresses in your life and things like that. I'm talking about electromagnetic fields, you know, always having a cell phone on you. That's a little powerhouse on you. That's going to impact your cells ability to regenerate a little bit, you know, laptop, all these different things, the Wi-Fi. So these are all kind of ripping through our bodies at all time. We never see it. And it's not that any one little thing is going to suddenly throw you off, but it's, you know, thousands throughout the day, I think, are kind of bombarding our body with information. And sometimes that information is confusing to our body and to our minds. And it takes a lot of energy out of us without us even knowing. Um, so in that way, it is about replenishing somehow and being able to mitigate all those stressors in life, whether that's anatomy that I think does an excellent job or whether that's taking, you know, certain essential fatty acids that are good, you know, fish oils and you know, looking into all these different ways that you can replenish. And even that's, that's in diet too, you know, eating healthy and getting the right nutrients through your diet. Um, I think, you know, what we realize is people that come in even healthy to our clinic after we evaluate them, they've got deficiencies and they're like, Hey, I eat so good. I run, I, you know, I take care of myself. I'm, I'm vegan, all these things. Well, you're still living in a stressful environment around you, whether you like it or not. And that's impacting you as healthy as you're trying to be now. So you, sometimes you do need that supplementation of something that can quickly replenish, even though you're on the go, even though you're taking care of yourself, you do need some sort of addition in there. And again, replenish and preplenish. Take care, you know, be a little preventive of it. You don't want to burn out. And I, you know, too many people now I think do have that burnout happening. And that's the antithesis of productivity. So those would be my three tips for people um, uh, looking at it from a little bit more of just a, men, a medical standpoint and what we've seen with patients struggling also with that and how that translates into the top performers at an executive level in work. Yeah, well, Casper, those are awesome. And thank you so much for all that information. Where can people find out more about Innovative Medicine and pick up a bottle of Nativim? Yeah, so Innovative Medicine has its own corporate website. That's more about the information, background, the history, the center, all of that there at innovativemedicine.com. 
And Nadavim is on its own right now. It, it, it is, uh, you know, at nadavim.com and people could order there now. We just launched a few weeks ago. We're getting great results. We're getting great feedback, more testimonials, users, more doctors using it. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I uh, hope everybody gets a chance to try it out. No, thank you, Ari. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be. Go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.